Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, a podcast presentation of Black Barrel Media and Ritual Productions. This is an episode-by-episode look at the award-winning TV show Friday Night Lights, created by Peter Berg. I'm Stacey Oristano. I play Mindy Collette Riggins. And I'm Derek Phillips, and I play Billy Riggins. The assumption is that you, our listeners, have already watched the show. But if you haven't already, go watch Friday Night Lights, which is currently streaming on Peacock TV, because there will be spoilers in our podcast. If you would like to support our show, subscribe for free to our new YouTube channel where you can access exclusive content. We have a brand new YouTube handle that makes it easy to find us. It's youtube.com slash at Clear Eyes Full Hearts. Also, we are continuing to release new episodes of the podcast every other week. That's right. So join us as we recap all your favorite episodes and chat with amazing guests. And answer your questions. Email us anything you're dying to know at clearizefullheartspod at gmail.com today. Season four, episode four, A Sort of Homecoming. It was written by Eden Frankel and directed by Christopher Missiano, or as we call him, Christmas. The NBC synopsis reads, Homecoming at the newly reopened school prompts Coach Taylor to investigate East Dillon's history while Tammy feels the wrath of the Panthers boosters. Ooh, the wrath of the (laughs) Panthers boosters. All right, there's a lot to unpack in this episode, but before we get into it, we're going to answer a few of your fan questions. your game face on, Stacey. Our first question comes from Jan Hawkins, who says, I know you are getting close to the episode, The Sun. What are the chances that Zach Guilford will be a guest on that podcast? Please. Also, so glad that you pointed out how time restraints leave out some of the full episodes. My first and second watches were on Netflix, so then I changed to Amazon Prime. Thanks for making that known. Nice. You're getting the fuller picture of our Dylan story. Of course, we are trying to get Zach Guilford on as a guest. And we will, guys. Don't worry. That is happening. It's going to happen. We work so hard behind the scenes scheduling people. And so it's scheduling what would essentially be three actors, me, Derek, and whoever our guest is, and the schedules of shooting schedules and other things that we're doing, our producer Miranda and her schedule. So scheduling guests is kind of a logistical superstorm. And we try our very hardest to get you guys the most and the best and the timeliest that we can do. So yes, of course, Zach is going to be on. But also not only that, as soon as you're done listening to this, I want you guys to go check out another podcast called It's Not Only Football, Friday Night Lights and Beyond, because what you're going to hear there is Zach Guilford, Scott Porter, and super FNL fan Mae Whitman doing another Friday Night Lights podcast behind the scenes stories, fun recapping. They have on some super fun guests that weren't even on the show. They're just super fans of the show. It's totally different from ours and we're going to do some crossover episodes with them. So I hope that answers the question. Yes, Zach will be on. We will be on theirs. Listen to their podcast and we're working as hard as we can all the time to get you guys as many of your favorite actors and guests on the show as we can. We work all the time. I think we answered that question. Okay. Next question comes from Danny who asks, out of all the characters in Friday Night Lights, who would you marry, sleep with, 
and kill. Hmm. Oh, God. Hmm. There's like so many ways you could take this. I'm going to marry Coach. Like, duh. You wouldn't marry Billy? I already married Billy. I've done that. I've been there. We had a great wedding. We had three babies. Unbelievable. I'm married Coach with Tammy's approval. Mm-hmm. She on her deathbed said, I wish for Coach Taylor to marry Stacy, which is weird. Not Mindy, but Coach Taylor marries Stacy. It's not Kyle, it's Coach. <laughs> I can Who do you sleep with? Coach. No, it's Voodoo. Oh, that's right. But that's he's right. a grown adult. He's a fully grown man. He's not a high schooler. It's Voodoo gotcha, today. Gotcha. <laughs> that works. All good. Who do you kill? I kill the same people we killed in the show. I kill Mike. Mike the rapist? I kill Mike the rapist. <laughs> that's fair. I'm yeah. just keeping it on brand. <laughs> I don't know if there's a woman on this show that I want to kill. Nah, there's some annoying ones. Sometimes. There's some annoying ones. You can kill me. It's oh, fine. Man. Yeah, maybe I marry, sleep, and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I was a guest on Watch What Happens live this like after housewives bravo show and andy cohen's a huge friday night lights fan and he asked me mary f kill for friday night lights and it was billy riggins tim riggins and coach how'd you answer that one you may have gotten killed okay on with the show <laughs> all right this one comes from angel who writes since most of stacy's scenes were filmed with annie or Derek, and most of Derek's scenes were with taylor or stacy are there any characters y'all wish you could have filmed more scenes with yeah I mean, a lot. Do you know the only person I never filmed with is Scott Porter? I've been in scenes with every character except Scott Porter. Mm-hmm. I would love to work with him. There's a lot of people I would like to work with on this show. I mean, I'd love to work with Liz Michael. Kevin Rankin. I got to work with Kevin Rankin. Some of my favorite scenes on Friday Night Lights were with that. Was it a trio? Quad group. Your clown car. Clown car of morons. Yeah. yeah it was me and Scott <laughs> Porter and Kevin Rankin and Taylor Kitsch. Those were some fun scenes. I would have loved to have had more scenes with Buddy Garrity. Journey, too. We were together, but we didn't act together in scenes. Yeah. I only got to have a couple scenes with Tammy. I would have liked to have had more scenes with Tammy, with Connie mm. Britton. I only had one scene with Landry, to the best of my knowledge. I loved working with Jesse. And I would have loved to have had more scenes with Jesse. I always liked my scenes that we had with Annie. I got to work with Annie quite a bit, though. S- stupid. And also, I mean, in the fifth season, all my stuff is with Coach. You know what I mean? Like, I'm with Coach all the time. You get some good Coach time. I enjoyed the hell out of working with Kyle. Mine's all tangential. Yeah. I would have liked to have done that more. And then marry him. (laughs) I don't know if we're answering questions or not. This is the final question. Here we go. All right. This is from Sam K. Do you think Coach Taylor played college football or do you think in the second episode that's part of what he meant when he said he disappointed his father by not making it to play college ball? This is actually a lovely question. I, I like this a lot. It's one of the things I do love about Friday Night Lights and I love so many things about Friday Night Lights, but it's just like life in that sense that you learn things about these characters. Somebody will say something in one episode and then it's never really talked about again, but it's so much like life. I have a buddy of mine. I've known this person for 15 years years and I was literally out the other night having dinner and his wife told me a story about him that I knew not. I mean, I knew that his parents were divorced, but I had no clue that he had found out that his dad was having an affair and he's the one who had to tell his mom that. I've known this person for 15 years and I had no clue. So it's, it's moments like this, it's that slice of life thing. Coach says this in one episode, it's very early on, about kind of being a disappointment to his own father. And then we never really talk about his dad again, to the best of my knowledge, for the I rest of the series. I love him having that secret, though. Kyle had like his actor's secret, I love not knowing. I would assume it probably has something to do with football. Maybe his dad wanted him to be like an engineer or go into the army or something. Like, who knows? Yeah, I got the vibe because I was such a disappointment to my father athletically. I'm kidding, but I was. <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> 
But maybe because that's how I just interpret it is that his dad was disappointed that he wasn't a better athlete or that he didn't accomplish the goals that he had kind of seen his son accomplishing. I never thought of coaches being like a college football player. I don't even know what position he played. I assume he was a quarterback. I would assume so. Yeah. I always sort of assume that because this is what I think about all people who play football, that they get hurt and then they stop playing. That happens a lot. That seems to be what happens. But he's so good at coaching quarterbacks. Like that's his thing. I would think he at some point was definitely a quarterback. I'd also love to know more about Tammy's backstory, like who Tammy was in high school, because Tammy's alluded a couple of times in this series yeah. to maybe being a little bit of a wild child when she was younger and having some regrets about maybe some people that she slept with. She never comes right out and says it, but there's some moments that she insinuates it throughout the series and you go, I love ooh. That, I... though. There's just some stuff that's not ours to know. People got upset with the Sopranos ending. I think it's my favorite ending of a TV show ever because their story and their life goes on, but we don't get to be a part of it anymore. They're like, that's all you get. You know, I mean, everyone's always asking us whether or not we'd ever do like a Friday Night Lights reunion show and stuff like that. While that would never happen, there's a part of me now that just kind of opened Pandora's box and said, I'd be into a Friday Night Lights show that takes place in like 1980 that follows Coach, maybe even Tammy. Oh, I'd be down for that. Like, did they go to high school in the same town? Were they an on-again, off-again relationship like Matt and Julie kind of and thing? And it's Jimmy Walk who plays him. <laughs> Guess what? Hello, we're copywriting this. Nobody else write this. He's like Coach's age now when Coach started Friday Night Lights. Oh, I guess <laughs> we could have made so much money. Too late, Stace. Somebody else who could it, write it. Okay. Thank you guys for all these questions, though. They really keep us on our toes, and we love hearing from you guys. Stace, you ready to jump into the rewatch portion? Yes. You don't sound like you're excited. Are you scared? Yes. <laughs> you're nervous? No, and go. We hit the ground running in this episode. And by ground, I do mean a brick wall. Everything in this town is in complete and total utter disarray. The Lions still stink. And Principal Burnwell is not a big fan of football and has absolutely no desire to support the team. Town of Dillon hates Tammy because she made Luke Cafferty switch over to East Dillon. Coach's two best players are at each other's throats. And Julie tells Matt she's looking to go to college out of state and away from Matt. And this all happens before the opening credits, Stacey. I mean, the new motto should be Dillon, Texas. We have more depressing crap happen before 9 a.m. than most towns do all year. That was a lot. Our writers are laying it on thick here at the top of this episode. But the good news is that Coach has an idea of how to raise the spirits of everyone in Dillon and hopefully some money. He's got a pep rally in mind. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? It is interesting the way that you said that in that the principal of East Dillon cares nothing about football and all they care about at West Dillon is football. Just the complete opposite of what's happening in the schools. <laughs> Both make me mad. Can we find a middle ground? Let's find a middle ground here, Dillon. Yeah, right? <laughs> There's a lot in that cold open. Men's, I don't even think they're loaded. Maybe my favorite Taylor Kitsch improv line. I died when it mm -hmm. happened. And that was definitely improv. Tell us if you can see it too. When Kitsch gets to play and he gets that little boy sparkle in his eye. It's one of my favorite things that happens in the world. I don't know if you guys notice it too. He's so mischievous. Oh, I, I totally notice it personally. And I remember this scene very, very well. God, it was It funny. was always so much fun to shoot scenes like this because Kitsch was like an annoying little brother, you know, like the little toddler who wanted to stop poking. But you know, he gets a lot of joy out of that in real life. Mm -hmm. I talked to him the other day and he literally yeah, was boy. like making fun of me for a good 20 minutes. And I'm like, why am I even having a conversation? He's impish. Is that a good word? I don't know what impish means. It's like a uh, like an imp. <laughs> oh, that's what it means. Yes. Being imp-like. <laughs> yes. Imp-ish. Imp-like. 
Same thing. Got it. Now I know. Anyway, it's the same kind of energy that he had in season one in the grocery store when we're walking mm. around and he's like on the front of the cart and he keeps throwing stuff in the cart. I mean, Billy is just barely hanging on here. He's stuck between the relationship he's got with his brother and the relationship he's got with Mindy and he's being pulled in two different directions. I'm so mean. You are. You're terrible. I mean, I worst. get it. She's pregnant and in pain and miserable, but like Mindy's so mean. How dare you have any joy in your life if I'm not having joy? That is Mindy. You're not allowed to drink. You're not allowed to go out and have fun. No. If I'm pregnant, you're pregnant. You need to suffer right along with me. I apologize now. I used to have a friend whose wife was like that. I'm no longer friends with that person. Ooh, let's dive into that one. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Not going there. But yeah, this is what you were saying from the beginning. It seems like everything is wrong in Dylan, Texas. I feel very uneasy in a way that I'm not used to. Everything about the town seems to go wrong. And I don't know who it was that Tammy was talking to about the library money, like a superintendent, maybe. I don't know. But he says to her, after what you did to Luke, what she did was follow the freaking rules. And I'm losing my mind. And all she wants are books in the library. And I feel like a crazy person. You're not. It's a devil town, Stacey. We've talked about this a million times. The priorities in this place drive me nuts. Tammy's trying to raise money for a new library. And the whole town hates her because she did her job and made Luke go to a school that's in his district, which is her job. That's what she's supposed it's to do. Her job. Yeah, but when you say it makes you feel like a crazy person, I completely and totally agree with you. It's how I feel about Rosemary. Like the herb or the woman who had a baby? The herb. Like, why do people put rosemary on things? You don't like rosemary? Can't stand it. I actually get very upset when people order fries for the table and they're rosemary fries or truffle fries. Don't do it. Just get regular fries. Who puts rosemary on fries? It's like per perfume. It's so pungent. Oh, thank you. I finally met somebody. So we're the I only people that aren't you. living in the crazy town with rosemary. I can't stand it. It's overpowering. You've probably never had this experience in your life, but if you ever kiss a girl's neck when she's got perfume on her neck, you get that oh, awful Oh, yeah, you get that. It's like your herby taste. We get it in our mouth when we spray it on our neck. So yeah. That's what rosemary tastes like to me. It's like kissing a neck that's got perfume. Rosemary on it. fries is like kissing a pretty lady's neck. You heard it here first, guys. That is not what I was trying to say. In LA, they do at Hollywood Cemetery around Halloween, they play movies outside and you like sit in the cemetery and watch on a big screen and you bring a picnic. It's all very fun. And we were going with a group and I was telling some people and I was like, we're going to go see Rosemary's Baby at Hollywood Cemetery. And this girl goes, oh my God, your friend's baby died. And I was like, oh, we're not going to be friends. So also that Rosemary made me mad. That is a classic L.A. kind of comment. I love it. Your friend's baby dies. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for your friend, Let's Rosemary. Let's go get some rosemary fries as truffle and we make it all better. <laughs> all right. Back to Friday Night Lights. Tammy is offering to cook dinner for East Dillon alumni, and she is about to jump ship. I'm questioning here. Is she? That's the vibe I got. I thought for a minute, too, it was going to be another one of those. Remember the barbecue where they got in the fight underneath the yes. table? I thought it was that. It wasn't, but... The clock is ticking. She can't do this much longer, right? You know what? I can't remember when or if it happens, to be honest with you. I'm realizing I don't remember much about season four and five until I've like watched the show. That makes me feel better. I think Tammy winds up moving over to East Dillon. I can't remember. But yeah, there's that part of me. It's like they're dropping hints like they did with Buddy Garrity. Like maybe Tammy's, I mean, she's losing it. She's pulling off to the side of the road and getting chocolate. Oh, that's true. They talked about her on the radio. Yeah, you can only put up with so much. Yeah. Plus, he's got that, that East Dillon money now from coaching, so they don't need that double income. It's fine. Everything's That's fine. right, baby. Okay. 
Okay, Tim slash Taylor, but mostly Tim Riggins looks like he's absolutely about to puke in the middle of that dress store, like fish out of water. And I find myself wondering, is the rent in that trailer good enough to keep putting up with Vicky? I'm wondering when I watch some of these scenes, I go, is it Tim that's wanting to puke in that store or is it Taylor that's wanting to puke in that store? (laughs) It works for both. Yeah. A lot of taffeta. Are you a big shopper? Because I can't think of anything worse on the planet. No, I hate it. We have that in common, Stacey. hate it. This is weird that we're finding stuff out that we have in common. Yeah, I can't stand shopping. I can't stand shopping and I can't stand rosemary. That's Stacy. do you want to tie the knot? That's the premise. Yes, let's just get it. Well, if some girl was like, okay, so today we're going to go shopping and then maybe stop for some rosemary fries after. Just... Done. There would be a Derek-sized hole in the wall as I ran away from that person. Um, yeah. I don't like trying things on. So I will go buy clothes, try them on at home and then return them. That's how I shop. Yeah. I buy my clothes online. They come to me. If they fit, I keep them. If they don't, I send them back. I can't stand going in. And I've always been that way ever since childhood. I mean, there was nothing worse as a child than like going to Home Depot, which I actually, I don't mind Home Depot. I hate Home Depot. But I can't stand going to like a clothing store and trying on clothes. I hate it. Except sometimes when we would go in Austin and there was a rule, it was like me, Annie and Derek and any store we would go in, you had to say yes to whatever somebody else told you to try on. You didn't get to say no. So there was like teeny tiny booty shorts and a mesh jersey tank top. I do made remember you doing on. that vaguely. I remember yeah. you guys put me in like a pair of really tight jean shorts and yep. like a mesh football mesh jersey, jersey. Top. It said like angel on it. I do remember doing that. It's a rule. You can't say no. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. That was really weird. It's one of those things that you like remember, but you don't remember. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, I re- did that happen? Was that a dream? Oh, boy. Oh, I remember. You don't have a picture, do you? No. Thank God. Yes, I do. <laughs> I have a whole file of pictures. I will never show anyone of you because you kill me. <laughs> Buddy says, I'm not a panther anymore. I've known that it's been coming and I would have thought knowing the buddy that I've grown to love for four years now, it would be like a proclamation and it would be from the mountaintops, but it's so small and so simple and so weighted. And I'm so in love with Brad Leland in this moment with what he did with it. I love it. Me too. One of the things that Friday Night Lights does so well is take these moments that are like really serious moments for the character, but they're so absurd for the audience. I mean, it makes me cackle when I watch this scene. You can't fake boosterism. You can't fake boosterism, Eric. Comes from the heart. He's so sincere. And you can see the look on Coach Taylor's face because he's also recognizing the absurdity of what Buddy Garrett's saying. But he's in the moment just going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, keeping a straight face. Boosterism. It makes me cackle. And Brad Leland is like the king of it. It's that moment that he has with Tim where Tim admits that he was drunk one day at practice. And he goes, hey, don't you say that. Don't you ever say that. So and it's sincere. just so sincere. <laughs> I love it. But like, finally, we have Buddy. Hopefully we'll get Tammy because everyone at that school is making me mad. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But doesn't it make you excited that Buddy Garrity's potentially coming over to East Dillon? It is not complete until we get Buddy and Coach back together. This show doesn't work if you don't have Buddy and Coach. I would not have said this in season one. I didn't know where my heart was going fully here. I'm like a giddy schoolgirl here, just excited for Buddy Garrity to come over to East Dillon. I can't wait. I need my duo. Also, (laughs) FNL, way to go. You did it again. I am dying to know the backstory of who we now know his first name is Virgil, Virgil Merriweather, and his deal with football. He's so anti-football. 
and I want to know what happened. This is one of those moments I was talking about where I'm like, I can't remember what his reason for not wanting to have anything to do with football was. I can't remember if he got injured. I mean, I remember that he was like a good football player, but I don't know what happened. That's been something that's kind of fun about rewatching this show too, is that there's so much stuff that I've forgotten about, particularly in the fourth and fifth season, because I don't think I watched it as much as I did like the first three seasons, maybe? No, we, we had our own bigger storylines too. So like that's where most yeah. of our time went. But also when he does do the pep rally and he's watching all those guys up on stage, I think like he played with those guys. Yeah. Looking at them with a look of just like hurt and anger and like, whoa, it happened to you, Steve Harris. Yeah, I got a vibe like that too. And unfortunately, I do remember that Steve Harris was not on the show long. And I hope that we get at least some background into what I think they call him Big Mary, what Big Mary's storyline is. And that's the unfortunate thing sometimes about television is that you get these characters and they're really fascinating, exciting characters and you're interested in them. And, you know, the writers have done a wonderful job piquing your curiosity. But because you can't put every one of these actors on contract, this actor winds up getting another job or he gets a better gig. And then they're just gone. And unfortunately, like you've got this kind of storyline that you were working towards and then it just kind of goes nowhere. It's the same thing we were saying before. Like some stories aren't ours to know, but I need to know this one. And I hope, I can't remember, honest to God, if we do find out, but I hope we get a little bit more info. I'm right there with you, Stace. Meanwhile, I used to have so much sympathy for J.D. McCoy in the previous seasons, and now I cannot stand this kid. Can't stand him. My parents put me in a private school when I was 13. We didn't have a lot of money, and I remember going to this school. He kind of strikes me like a lot of these prep school kids that I went to school with. I felt out of place. If you guys could see the look of disgust on Derek's face as he is talking about this, it is visceral. It's how I feel about Rosemary and shopping. (laughs) Rosemary shopping, J.D. McCoy prep school boys. (laughs) Exactly. I remember like my first day at that school, like walking down the hallways and like kids had penny loafers with pennies in their actual loafers. How dare they? No, but the idea that like a 13-year-old kid would wear penny loafers even was like... What? It just didn't make sense to me. I felt so out of place with my spiked up hair and my mullet. Oh, God, I love it. I had a little mullet like when I was in sixth grade. It does make me wonder, the writer's room or the writers just in general seem to really be pushing for us to not want to be a part of West Dillon. Because I did have sympathy for him and I have none right now. None. But I think that that's also a wonderful job to kind of say that like kids like that are kind of creative. You got a kid that wasn't a bad kid necessarily in previous seasons, but he's become the person he's become because he's got a dad who's a piece of crap. And now he's top gun at that school so he can do like whatever he wants. Leaves a bad taste in my mouth. As I said, I mean, I'm sure all of us went to high school with a guy that was like that. And I don't like you, J.D. McCoy. Does it taste a little like rosemary? Yes, Stacy. Can we stop nope. talking about it? You think right, Taylor Kitsch is a dog with a bone? You ain't even seen it yet. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got to tell you, this moment, Brad Leland's just crushing in this episode. So is Kyle Chandler in this moment. So is Tammy. All three oh, of them in this little bad. scene. They had the little dinner party over at Coach's house. And I literally laughed out loud when Buddy shows up at Coach and Tammy's house and interrupts their dinner party. The expression on Kyle Chandler's face when he hears Buddy's voice is frigging priceless. It's an, oh God, just when I thought things couldn't get worse kind of moment. Yes, this is terrible. And then Coach realizes all the guys that are over there at the house happen to know and love Buddy and Coach is all smiles. He's like, hey, Buddy, Uh, honey, Buddy's here. And Tammy's like, hey, Buddy's here. (laughs) Buddy's here. (laughs) It is genius. 
So yeah, I think those guys played in the same year. So they would have played maybe against Buddy, but had yes. such respect because those guys were all the best players in Texas. I had to pull up the closed captioning because I wanted to hear what yeah. everyone was saying. And one of them says, nobody hit harder than Buddy Garrity. So they definitely played against Buddy Garrity when they were in yeah. high school. But the expression on Coach's face, Coach who never really wants to see Buddy is like, thank God Buddy is here. Buddy saved the day. 100%. It's a brilliant little scene. Brad Leland does a wonderful job, too, of kind of playing aloof. Like, hey, Eric's just happy that I'm here. This is awesome, man. Hey, Eric, how you doing? <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> Tammy's it. never been happier to see Buddy. No, and Tammy's That's never been happy to see Buddy. And in this <laughs> moment, she's just, hey there, Buddy. <laughs> I love it. Love it. I'm not one of those people who, when I'm by myself watching television, laughs out loud. Yeah. And I literally was laughing out loud on my couch watching this. Well done, guys. A couple of times because this next one got me too, where I was like, oh, that's not what I thought was happening because Devin and Julie go to Steers. Again, they're the cutest. I really adore their friendship, actually. It really and works. Steers for is me. the gay bar that's outside of Dylan. Yeah. Outside of Dylan. And just one person moves out of the way, and there's our assistant Dylan coach. Yeah, Coach Stan. At the gay bar. I had no idea, did not see it coming. Mm -mm. I remember reading that and actually watching that episode for the first time being like, wow. But I also remember being a little upset because that storyline goes nowhere. Oh, really? We never really reference it or talk about it again. I couldn't tell at the end when Julie was like, hey, about last night. And he's like, what? I didn't know if he clocked Julie or if he was like, we're never talking about this again. I think that was it. I think it was, you didn't see me. Okay. It's denial. You know what I mean? That makes sense in this small Texas town, especially at that time. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's like that move in uh, Star Wars where Obi-Wan goes, these are not the droids you're looking for. Right. But also, I'm not going to tell your dad that you were at a bar last night and you're not going to tell your dad you saw me there. Exactly. I think that there was an agreement that was basically an unsaid agreement between the two yeah. of them. But I really would have loved to have explored a little bit more of that storyline. It's interesting. Yeah. Because I think that's fascinating. Russell Grays are so funny. He really is. Love. He really is. Okay. I don't get... Boys fighting. There's a lot of boys fighting. But that one that they, Matt and Michael, where he knocks the plate out of his hand and then Michael, that was a good fight. And that was them. Like maybe not the whole thing, but that first part was them swinging. And I was like, that was actually really impressive. When you're shooting scenes like that, sometimes it does get a little like heated. And there to. was one, I remember we were shooting this episode. It was a pep rally scene. It might've been in season five. I can't remember. But yeah, Matt Loria hit gotten a hold of like Michael B's shoe at one point in time and they were in the middle of this scene. I think it got more hyped because half the time the extras didn't know what was going on. Absolutely. And so they got in to try and break it up and it got like real out of control. And I remember it wasn't coach at this moment. It was Kyle turning around going, what the hell is going on? Oh my God. Because this scene was not supposed to escalate to that point. It was just supposed to be like they were talking in line while we were going in and they kept it all. And it's a great scene. Oh, I can't wait for you to tell when it is. I'll definitely point it out when it comes up, but that stuff kind of happens. It's like this scene kind of escalated. And I think it escalated because the extras didn't really know what was going on. And at one point, like oh, I got wow. stepped on. Oh, I was coaching. So it was definitely season five. Yeah, you were on the sideline. We were going in for a pep rally or something and my foot got stepped on and I'm like, guys, come on. Like, I'm like, dude, we're not even supposed to be in a violent scene right now. And it just went crazy. Mob mentality. Yeah, I'll point that scene out when it happens. That's amazing. That kind of reminded me of that because it felt really visceral. It was so fast. Matt hit that plate so fast and Mike swung so fast. But then like, the police always seem to be like, right, right there. Yeah. The siren went off right then. 
which I don't always buy. Yeah. But of course, then they go to jail, whatever. I would sign up today for what I'm calling Coach Taylor boot camp. And it's where he picks me up in the middle of the night, puts like a pillowcase over my head, drives me out to a field, and then he takes the pillowcase off my head and he says, Stacy, and he gives me like a nugget life lesson. And then he kicks me out of the car and I have to find my way back home. I'd pay for it. I definitely could have used it when I was in high school. I know that much. I could use it now. You know, if this whole acting thing doesn't work out for Kyle, he maybe ought to look into doing that. Couch in the boot camp? I would absolutely pay for that. It's not a bad idea. Maybe not so much the kidnapping and the pillowcases overheads, but the rest of it I would pay for. <laughs> I love it though, to give those two kids a reason to look at each other and be like, yep, we did that. Let's walk home together. We're in this now. And it was a great little moment for these two like to maybe kind of bond because they've been at each other's throats since day one. Yep. And he's our boss now. I get it. I'm just going to go on record and say Matt Saracen should never, ever, 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 ever hold a gun ever in his whole life ever. That was terrifying. There's a lot of gun safety issues I'm having on this episode across the board. Like in our house. Tim walking in. I don't even think they're loaded. Oh, God. Like Matt's just shooting at everything. Yeah. First rule of shooting a gun. Well, I mean, there's multiple rules, but like one of the first rules of shooting a gun is don't shoot anything unless you're positive of what your target is. You know, he just goes firing away and he doesn't even know what he's shooting at. At least Tim took it away from him. Yeah. That Tim's the responsible one and a gun scene is scary in and of itself. But no, Matt Zarison did not need a gun. No. Also, did you clock that his hat that Taylor was wearing that like it was like a hunting hat that it had 33 on it? Yeah. I want it. <laughs> I know that Taylor specifically like had a really good relationship with wardrobe. And yeah. I know a lot of times he went in there and he didn't particularly design stuff, but he requested stuff. If would ask for it, they would do it. Yeah. And they would do it 100%. Yeah. So I don't know if they came up with that hat or if that was him pushing for his Elmer Fudd-esque hat. God, I want one. It's so genius. I really love this scene with Tim and Matt sitting by the campfire. I forget now sometimes that I'm an old fart, that when you're that age, you know, you're 18, you're 19 years old, you have your whole life in front of you. And there are so many choices. And as Coach says earlier in this episode, you get one chance in life and you can either take advantage of it or you can piss it away. And Coach says, you do the latter and you'll regret it for the rest of your lives. But I remember being 18, 19 years old and being afraid I was going to make the wrong choices in life or that I was going to be a failure. I just had this massive, overwhelming fear that I was going to screw up my life. I don't feel that way at 46, uh, maybe because I've got enough experience now or that my life is somewhat lived or lived in. I forget sometimes that every one of these choices that they're making, whether to stay with Julie, whether to go to college in this town here, or whether to stay together when Julie leaves town, like, am I missing out on my one true love? Will I ever meet anybody like her again? All those things, they're such massive, massive moments in your life. It's also watching them be they're not high schoolers anymore. So they're, we're yeah. watching them be kind of more grown-up men with grown-up men issues. And I like yes. these two together doing that. It works really well. Yeah, it's a really beautiful scene. Simple scene, like Friday yeah. Night Lights always does. A really simple scene. Those decisions are so big. Do I leave yeah. my hometown? Do I do Like, those are big decisions yeah. that you make then that affect the rest of your life. Now it's like, I'll fix it. Yeah. Also, I have to go back a little bit. That piece of pizza that Tim ate at the pizza shop was the grossest looking piece of pizza I've ever seen. <laughs> It looked really bad. Knowing Taylor, it was probably like gluten-free, no cheese, some weird thing, cauliflower Ugh. pizza, some healthy protein pizza or something. Who it knows? looked like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pizza. Yeah, it did look gross. It did look kind of gross. Okay, Landry's finding his footing and his confidence a little bit. Like, he's always going to be Landry and we're always going to love him. But he just full on went in for that kiss. Just Meriwether. It was very cool. 
It was awesome. I totally forgot about this scene. This is another one. I probably haven't seen any of these episodes since they aired, to be honest with you. And I totally forgot about this scene. And in that moment, I literally was on my couch and I went, what? And I go, go Landry. And then he just like drops the mic and walks away. Like he, he doesn't even away. sit in it. Spectacular. It's so cool. I loved it. It was literally like a, what would Riggins do? Jess is sitting there a little betwixt and bewildered herself. I yeah. like these two. I like these two. I don't know what's happening. Love it. I like it. I have also watched enough TV and movies to know that when two soldiers walk up to a front door, it is never, ever going to be good news. And my stomach dropped. Mine too. I knew this was coming. This is something I do remember specifically. Yeah, because I was at the funeral to film. I know this story happened. Yeah. I didn't know it dropped now. And I didn't think I'd have to watch Grandma Saracen's reaction to it. My God. Grandma Saracen's son. reaction to it. But also Amy Teagarden in this scene is just lights out, man. As I said, I knew that this was coming. It was a punch in the gut, though, watching that scene. I literally, the hairs were standing up on my arm watching it. Beautiful job by Amy. Speaking actor to actor, that is a very, very difficult thing to have to do, to literally come into a scene crying. Absolutely. She had to have her moment before, think about who she got the news from, how long she'd been living with this, waiting for Matt to come over. Yeah. It was gorgeous. And then you just see half of Matt's face of the reaction. And it's all we need to know that his life just completely dropped. God, yeah. it's gorgeous. Really beautifully shot. I'm going to go Chris Missiano. Yeah. He directed lots of episodes of West Wing. That's probably why it was so good. <laughs> I mean, an episode that starts with everything in complete and total utter disarray and ends. And ends worse. Ends worse. Yeah. Glimmers of hope. Yes. We have Buddy. Maybe we'll get Tammy. And again, we keep saying, I need something good to happen to Matt. And now it's even worse. Like, I almost can't take it. Kid needs a break. Heavy episode, heavy ending to an episode. And then we've got one of the heaviest episodes in the history of Friday Night Lights coming up next. I know. But I think that's going to do it for this episode, guys. What a weird way to end it. Yeah. Sorry, it's heavy. Maybe we should go eat some rosemary. Or some of that crusty, weird-looking pizza. Oh, gross with rosemary on it. But guys, please join us next time for season four, episode five, entitled The Sun. But until then, clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't Can't lose. Clear Eyes, Full Hearts is a podcast presentation of Black Barrel Media and Ritual Productions. Executive producers are Stacey Oristano and Derek Phillips, Chris and Mindy Wimmer for Black Barrel Media, and Steve Walters for Ritual Productions. Our producer is Miranda Parham, Send your questions to ClearEyesFullHeartsPod at gmail.com. And follow us on social media. I'm on Instagram at Stacey Orstano. And I'm also on Instagram at underscore Derek Phillips. Check us out on YouTube and BlackBarrelMedia.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.